Oh, my God. 
After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday, Erev Shabbos and Erev Pesach. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
What love and Arami tried to do to Klai Yisrael. He tried to uproot everything against Klai Yisrael. But throughout the generations, there always was another Lavan, another Haman, another Russia who tried to destroy Klai Yisrael. Sockets, I am very from. Yes, I'm a super Jew. Searching through the night for food forgotten that's been perching out of sight. Moldy and rotten like the peanuts in my chair. Popcorn everywhere. If I can't find that soda bottle, I will have to be Mavatal, all I cannot see That still is hidden, for it soon will be To me forbidden, 
Paro, King Paro. What do you say? No, no, no. I will not let them go. No, no, no. I will not let them go. Tra la la, we sing with glee of this great nation history. Hashem, who set our nation free, will serve until eternity. Tra la la, we sing with glee of this great nation history. Hashem, who set our nation free, will serve until eternity. Aha, aha. Water turned to blood. Frogs were everywhere. Lice that came from mud. Wild animals here and there. A plague that left them dead. Boils that spread and spread. Hail and fire and ice. And the locusts ate the rice. Darkness wasn't fun. And the last one was the death of every firstborn son. Oh, tra la la, we sing with glee of this great nation history. Hashem who set our nation free will serve until eternity. Tra la la, we sing with glee of this great nation history. Hashem who set our nation free will serve until eternity. Aha, aha. Paro in pajamas in the middle of the night. Paro in pajamas in the middle of the night. Paro in pajamas in the middle of the night. Ay, 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 ay. Paro in pajamas in the middle of the night. Paro in pajamas in the middle of the night. Paro in pajamas in the middle of the night. Ay, 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 ay. Pijama be emsa halayla, paro mi pijama be emsa halayla, paro mi pijama be emsa halayla, ay 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 ay. Paro mi pijama be emsa halayla, paro mi pijama be emsa halayla, paro mi pijama be emsa halayla, ay 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 ay. Very nice pajamas, by the way, King Paro. Yes, yes, I know about the pajamas, but where is Moshe? Pajamas in the middle of the night. Paro with pajamas in the middle of the night. Paro with pajamas in the middle of the night. Ay 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 ay. Paro with pajamas in the middle of the night. Paro with pajamas in the middle of the night. Paro with pajamas in the middle of the night. Ay 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 ay. Excuse me, Jewish person. Yes. Where is Moshe? Who? I got to find Moshe.
J.M. in the A.M. Good morning and welcome to a Friday morning. Erev Shabbos, but Erev Pesach as well. How you doing, everybody? Here we are on the uh, final day to eat chametz. The day we, the morning we burn chametz. Of course, in Israel and many other parts of the world, they've already gotten past the point of eating and burning the chametz, and uh, they are in uh, complete, complete, real Erev Pesach mode. Uh, where we will be very, very soon. We uh, eat the chametz by, uh, well, we have a million different opinions. I think we'll do, we'll go with the OU booklet. I, I really have found so many opinions on this. It's amazing. Uh, we'll go with the OU booklet. The OU booklet has the early time of 1016 and the um, the later time of 1040. All right, so according to the earlier time, the Mug and Avram, it's 1016. We'll announce 1040. You have to burn your chametz in the New York area. 1136 would be the early time. 1148 would be the later time. So for that one, we will announce uh, the earlier times. So that's uh, that's just some of the things you need to know on an era of Pesach here at JM in the AM. You heard the Manishtana done by Paul Zim and then Mona Rosenblum's group. Pesach, that was, of course, children's favorite song, Searching Through the Night from the Rechitz or Rejects. Vihisha Amda from Miami, off of Miami Experience 4, and Vihisha Amda from Yaakov Shweki, Adbali Dai, and the Regesh with Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. 6.37, 23 minutes before 7 o'clock, Rabbi Yudin, of course, is going to address us coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Rabbi Goldwasser is scheduled for Tanis Bechorim, and again, if you want to be exempt from fasting with our Siyum here, you'd have to consult with your local rabbi on that. Uh, but the tradition, of course, is to have a seum today so that the Bechorim, who are required to fast today on Erev Pesach, will be exempt from the requirement to fast. Now, Rabbi Goldwasser originally told me that the uh, seum would be at uh, 6.45 this morning, so I'm sure he will be joining us uh, very soon to uh, conduct the seum and to uh, go through the um, entire procedure of the morning for those who are firstborns, those... Uh, males in our community who are, in fact, firstborns. So the seum a lot earlier than we usually have it, but that'll be coming up in the next few minutes right here at JM in the AM. So here we are on an era of Pesach on this Friday morning, April the 19th, the 14th day, of course, in the month of Nisan. That is the day that uh, we commemorate uh, era of Pesach. It is Tanis Bechorim with candle lighting time in New York at 719. That is when the... Um, that is when the Chag begins, 719, your candle lighting time on this era of Pesach. 62 degrees outside right now. I see it's even chillier in Yerushalayim. Wow, Yerushalayim's at 55 right now. Uh, we were in Yerushalayim one year for Pesach. It was very cold. 62 right now. Um, 84% humidity winds are south at 7 miles an hour. Showers today with a high of 71. Then tonight, thunder showers, a low of 61. Shabbos, morning rain with a high of 64. Uh, so it is going to be a rainy first day of Yuntif, that is for sure. Uh, those of us who carefully watch Chol Hamoid weather, now they are talking about rain Monday. Originally, it was supposed to be the most beautiful day of all the Chol Hamoid days. That has been postponed to Tuesday. That happens very often. You see that with weather forecasts. The weather doesn't move through the area as quickly as was as it was projected. So partly cloudy Sunday, second day Yuntif, and showers on Monday in this area, then mostly sunny on Tuesday. It looks like that may be 
the best day of Cholamoid, um, of the uh, of the days of Cholamoid here in the uh, New York area. We do say Tal tomorrow in Shul, Tfilas Tal. Uh, mazel Tov to those who are finishing Maseches Chulin. That happened yesterday in Dafyomi. Hatzlacha Rabba to those who are starting Maseches Bechoros. And um, I bet there'll be a lot of Chulin Siyumim uh, <laughs> this morning. That I would bet in different shuls around the world. All right, Rabbi Golwas is going to join us and plenty more on Erev Pesach. It's all coming up if you keep it here at JM in the AM. <laughs>
get out the matzah is what you must said. Cause all the days of Pesach, there's no more bread. There's a lot of cleaning for every Jew. Then we'll sit down and have Seder too. Matzah's all we eatin', eatin', eatin'. Matzah's all we eatin', cause there's no more bread. Matzah's all we eatin', eatin', eatin'. Matzah's all we eatin', cause there's no more bread. All of the children got up and said, Manishtana, so wine, no oh bread. Called in the Abba, and the Abba said, We were slaves in Egypt, so no more bread. Matzah's all we eatin', eatin', eatin'. Matzah's all we eatin', cause there's no more bread. Matzah's all we eatin', What Abba said, they said, Tell us more, why no more bread? Abba said, Listen up to the words we've said. We were slaves and Egypt, so no more bread. Matzah's all we're eating, eating, eating. Matzah's all we're eating, cause there's no more bread. Matzah's all we're eating, eating, eating. Matzah's all we're eating, cause there's no more bread. Muhammad's in the kitchen, not a sign of bread. We burnt it before Pesach, is what Ima said. And when we left Egypt, we ran ahead. Time to make the bread. Matzah's all we're eating, eating, eating. Matzah's all we're eating, cause there's no more bread. Matzah's all we're eating, eating, eating. Matzah's all we're eating, cause there's no more bread. Cleaned all the skillets, cleaned around the bed. Make sure the house has no more bread. Taking all the chametz out of my head. Open all the matzah, cause there's no more bread. Matzah's all we're eating, eating, eating. Matzah's all we're eating. One Hashem, one God in heaven and earth. In our lives we have one Hashem. I know one. Who knows two? Moshe held the two luchot, tablets of the covenant. Moshe held the two luchot. I know two. Who knows three? There are shlosha avot, Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov. There are shlosha avot. I know three. There are Arba Imahot, I know four. Who knows five? Five books of the Torah. I know five. It's a tradition we started many years ago. Not to declare that people could listen to this Siyum and be exempt from fasting. That you have to check with your local rabbi. But we did it because the entire world has Siyumim today for the um, for the Bechorim. Today is the fast of the firstborn, Tanis Bechorim. All firstborns are required to fast. We exempt them from doing that on Erev Pesach in this month of Nisan by having a Siyum celebration at the completion of a tractate. Rabbi Goldwasser is with us live via telephone. We are about to start uh, today's Siyum, uh, and, um, and, that, uh, and that is, again, the tradition in the Jewish world to have one of these uh, a gatherings, as so many shuls do, um, for a seum and for this celebration on Erev Pesach. Rabbi Goldwasser, we wish you a Chag Kasher and welcome back to JM in the AM. 
It's a pleasure to join everyone throughout the world who listens daily to the great program of Nachum Siegel, JM and the AM. It is truly a schus to have, I would say, probably the largest seum in the world with the most participants. Uh, today's seum is dedicated to Eloy Nishmas, Harav Moshe Ben Rav Zev, and also Eloy Nishmas, Rav Nochum's father, Harav Zev Ben Rav Yosef Alevi, Zecher Tzadik Levrocha, his neshama should be oil and shamayim, and should have great nachas from the entire family and all the good work that is done throughout the world. Amen. Today we are going to be Messiah, Meseches Nedarim. In Meseches Nedarim we read something very interesting as we do with our Kehila B'nai Yitzchak. We learn that the individual that wishes to commit an Avera, particularly the person that wishes to commit idolatry, that person, unfortunately, is a cot in the middle of the act. And what happens is that the person, the individual's husband has come home, and now there is something poisonous that the husband is about to partake of. So the question is in the Gemara, does the person that's about to commit the Avera with the wife of the individual, of the husband, does he wish that the husband will take the poison something that has become poisonous, ingested and then die? Or does he not? Does he wish that he will continue to live? And the Gemara says the most interesting reason. You might think that since he did the Avera of adultery, and the husband is there, so maybe it's better that the husband doesn't die. And the Talmud says the reason is because it says um, that the heve antesei ailave maim genuvim mimtoku because the stolen waters are sweet velechem starim yinam and the bread which is in secret is pleasant so maybe he wishes that the husband really stays because if the husband dies then the avera is taken away it's not such an avera anymore it's not such a sin. So the taste for the Avera, the excitement of the Avera is gone. The Talmud questions that. That's the last question that we have in Meseches Nadarim, dealing with all types of vows, those vows that you can be released from, those vows that are binding. And there we learn in the very last part of Nadarim about this idea of a husband. And in fact, our next Meseches is going to be Nazir, and we know that the reason that the person became a Nazir is because he saw somebody that was in the midst of doing an Avera. So he decided, I better strengthen myself up, I better be mechazek myself in Judaism and Yiddishkeit, and take on a, a, a term of Nazirus. So here the Mepharshim say, actually, it's not Maim Genuvim in Taco. It doesn't mean that the stolen waters are going to be sweet. So that's why he wants him to live. It's that the Yetzer completely takes a person over. So it takes over the individual's mind. Here they did a sin. They did something that who would think of in their normal state of mind to do an Avera, to encroach upon someone else's uh, house, to chassashalom ruin a marriage, to get in the middle of that. And now we're thinking, what would be a better Avera? Would it be sweeter if I let him live? Will it be not sweet? Should I let him die? And then I don't have to worry about it. The Talmud says, and the Farshim explain how far the Yitzhah goes, how far the evil inclination goes. 
to make this situation with convoluted thinking that the person begins to think what's going to be sweet and what's not. But the truth is, the Mepharshim say if a person would have their wits about them, they would realize what they were doing, and they would see that it's bitter, bitter. And then they would go. They would confess their Avera. They would do what they need to do to do tshuva. They would repent, and then they would have truly a sweet life. And that is the Talmud, how it ends up and says that each and every person should take stock of their own life and to understand the things that we might have done that are not 100% correct, not in consonance with Torah thinking. Correct that, and in order to continue on in this world for 120 years of all good blessings and success, a person should correct their ways. In particular, before Pesach, we all know how great it is that uh, individual prepares themselves by being bodek the chametz, looking for all of the leaven in the house, which really is an, a mystical way of looking for the leaven within ourselves, those things that we can correct, and the ability that all of us have to reach higher and go to a higher, madrega, a higher level. Uh, the Gemara finishes off with the words, Yinoim uh, komash malon. So we learn that the truth is, we don't say it, we don't say that at all. But indeed, we would say that the individual would not have saved the husband's life because he really wants to have his widow. So the, uh, at the end of the Gemara is, it's not Mayim Genuvim Yitaku. It's not that the stolen waters would be sweet. It's just all mind games that a person has with their imagination. What will be better of error, what will not be such a good of error. But all of it really uh, is bottle because a person will do what they want to in the end. Hajanaloch ve'elu nedarim u'slika lo meseches nedarim. Hajanaloch ve'elu nedarim u'slika lo meseches nedarim. Hajanaloch ve'elu nedarim u'slika lo meseches nedarim. We now begin the hadran, uh, which is the seum, the conclusion uh, over each book of the Talmud. And I pray to Hashem that for many, many years, all of us in Bnei Yitzchak, will join in with all of the listeners around the entire world to JM and the AM to be Messiah to conclude many, many Mesechtas, many tractates in the future. Yehi Ratzon, Lachonecho Adonai Lohai, 
כשם שזרתני לסיים מסכס נדורים כן תעזרני, לעצמם מסכס לסברים אחרים ולסיים עומדים ברומם מלשמר ולעשות סודקאים וסקודו ויסום אותו וסכו בעבור, וזכוס כל התנועים במורויים, וסמידי חכמים יאמרו לי ולזרי, שלסמו התורם מפי זרי, וזרע זרי עד עולם, וסיסקאים בי, וזהלך לתן לך אוסך, ושוך ברוך תשמור עליך, והקיצוי סוהיס ושיחך, כי בי ירבו יומך ויוסיפו שלוחו שנות חיים, אורך ימים במינו בשמאלו אושר וחובות, אדוני עוזם ויתן, אדוני וורך עשמו בשלום. סקדל ויסקדש שמי רבו, ואומר די הוא עושה ליסחד עושה, ולך היום עשה ולא סוקו יעשה לחיי עומו. ולמיד נקרת דירוש, לא ימשך לו להלך לו בגבי, ולמקר פחונו נוכרו מנערו, לעשות בפחונו דשמי לעצרב, ימליך קודשו בריחו במחוסי ויקורי, ויצמח פרקוני ויקורי משיחי. אמן. חייכון ומיכון וחי בחובי סיסרואל, בגולו בזמן קורי ואמרו אמן. And thank you so much for maintaining this tradition with us here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Goldwasser with the amazing Siyum on Meseches Nidarim. We wish him and, of course, the entire congregation who just joined us a Chag Kosher V'Sameach. We should have the privilege, as he mentioned earlier, to do this every year for the worldwide audience um, and um, and be able to uh, commemorate a day of Siyumim. Erev Pesach is a day of Siyumim all around the world. We should be able to, con- to continue to be part of that for many, many years to come. JM in the AM on this Friday morning, Erev Pesach, as we continue at JM in the AM with Simon Tov Mazel Tov.
Ich 
Hey, I'm here. 
Salsidur Pesach Kehil Chosoy Kechol Mishpotoy Vechukosoy Kasher Zochimu Lissader Oisoy
זה מזדעזע, ימיו ספורים, קיצו קרב, העולם הולך ומשתגע, חומס עושק, גוזל גונב, העולם הזה רועד מפחד, פן יוודע ויתגלם, שאין בו שום דבר מתחת, הוא רק זמני ומתכלה. העולם שולח ציפורניים, אל תרפו, לא יוותר. צועק בקול מחריש אוזניים, אכול שתום מחר לא יישאר. עבדים היינו, עבדים גם עכשיו, בעולי ממון, רדופי זהב. עבדים היינו, לא לנצח לבד. 
שירים מצרויים ולא יוסבו הם שיפוטים. יוסבו הם שיפוטים ולא יוסבו אלה קיים. Sabeno 
the amazing and incredible Chazan Yitzchak Mayer Helfgott with Tal here at JM in the AM. Chazan Yaakov Motzen before that with a live version of Tal. Aryeh Kunstler's Micha Mocha, words from Az Yashir. Kolachai with Tal from their very first album. Bitsesi Sro from the singable Seder. Shuli Rand had Avadim Hayinu. That is a uh, relatively new song with an interesting twist on being enslaved. 8 o'clock in the morning on a Friday. Rabbi Yudin coming up about 10 minutes from now. He's got a long presentation. We're going to start it about, uh, yeah, even before 10 minutes from now. Uh, candle lighting at 719 in New York. Our seum uh, took place already with Rabbi Goldwasser on this Tanis Bechorim. Eat your chametz before 1016. The later time is 1040. Burn your chametz before 1136 in the New York area. It's Erev Pesach, everybody, and we have one more hour to go of JM and the AM. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at com on the Nachum Siegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
Thank you. 
Yehuda Green, a great brand new Vihisham Don, this Erev Pesach here at JM in the AM. Friday morning, it's Erev Shabbos, Erev Pesach. Candle lighting in New York, 719, 1016, the early time for the uh, eating of chametz, the uh, later time, 1040 in the New York area. Um, this time each and every Friday, actually we're going to go a drop earlier to Rabbi Yudin. He has a long presentation today about Erev Pesach and about the holiday of Pesach, so we're going to go drop early to Rabbi Yudin. Uh, this time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Today, of course, Rabbi Yudin speaks to us about the upcoming holiday of Pesach. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody, and good Erev Yom Tov, everybody. Wow, today is such a special day. Today is a day full of mitzvos, and we excitedly prepare for a night full of mitzvos. In reality, today is not just a Erev Yom Tov, with tonight being a Yom Tov, but Manish Tana, Erev Yom Tov, Hazer, how different is this Erev Yom Tov from all others? And the reason for that being is the Torah tells us that today on the 14th of Nisan, today is today that we were to bring the Korban Pesach. We brought it in the past, and Amir Hashem, we will bring it in the future. And the day on which a Jew brings a Korban, that day is a Yom Tov. And number one, for this reason... We know that we have to stop eating chametz this morning by 10.16. And what's the reason for that? Because we're not to have chametz when we brought the Karban Pesach. The Karban Pesach is brought in the afternoon from mid the day and on. And therefore from the Torah, you can eat chametz till mid the day. However, the rabbis moved it up two hours earlier to make sure that a in their days a cloudy day and to make sure that one would not violate the biblical prohibition of eating chametz at the time of the Karban Pesach. And we burn the chametz no later this morning than 1136. It's for this reason as well that ideally one should not work this afternoon after 12.55 in the New York area, which is the time of Chatzos mid-the-day, and it really has a status like Chol HaMoed. Those things that we do not do on Chol HaMoed should not be done as well on this afternoon. Interestingly, and just to show the significance of the day, Rahman al-Hassan, someone who is sitting Shiva, they get up today at Chatzos at 12.55, and this is because the uniqueness of Erev Pesach, that Erev Pesach in the afternoon is like a Yom Tov. However, 
the Shulchan Aruch Yoridea teaches us that we are to not make the mistake that unfortunately somebody sitting Shiva at any other time during the year, they are not to get up at Chatzos at mid the day. They are to sit till as much time as necessary before Shabbos or any other Yom Tov. Finally, today, because it is an Erev Shabbos, so before candle lighting, make sure that the salt water has been prepared for the Seder. If one does not, one could still make the salt water, but one should do it in a different way. Put the water in first and then the salt. And finally, the charoses as well should be prepared before the Seder. Also, the kitchen closes in the sense that we should not eat too close to the evening so that, please God, we come to the Seder with a healthy appetite so that we eat the biblical mitzvah of matzah, the teovon, with an appetite. And finally, one cannot start the Pesach Seder early, even though it's a Shabbos, and many have already been taking in Shabbos these last few weeks early. Still, you can't tonight because of the effect of the Korban Pesach. The Torah says, The Korban Pesach was to be eaten on the night of the 15th, and all the mitzvos of the night are equated to the Korban Pesach. So, Kiddush, which is the first of the four cups, the four cups of wine, is to be, they are to be drunk after or at a time when you could eat the Korban Pesach, which is Laila. And so we don't start the uh, Seder until ideally at least uh, 40 minutes after, uh, 42 minutes after Shkia, which would bring us to approximately the earliest 8.20 this evening. Okay, I'd like to now review as quickly as possible, but giving some understanding and explanation as to not just what we do, but why we do it, the Seder. So, Kiddush, tonight, now tonight, because it is Shabbos, ideally, the kos, the cup of Kiddush, for all of the four cups, should contain a revius. How much is a revius? So, because tonight's Kiddush is the Oraisa biblical, because it's not only Yom Tov, it's Shabbos, it should preferably be four ounces. Each of the other cups can be 3.3 as well. Now, it might be hard to get a cup 3.3 or 4. Hopefully you will be able to get a 4-ounce cup. You don't have to drink the entire cup. You have to drink Rovkos, a majority of the cup. 
a little more than half. So it's not too difficult to drink a little bit more than half a four-ounce cup of wine at four times in the course of the Seder. You don't need a high-alcohol wine. Get a low-alcohol wine of 4%. Get the blue bottle, like soda, 5%. Remember, and if a person has trouble with that, then mix the wine with grape juice. But ideally, unless a person has health issues, they should use all wine or some wine because wine is a celebratory drink and we are toasting and celebrating with Hashem with the four cups of wine at the four different mitzvos that these four cups accompany. In addition, everybody drinks from the Kiddush tonight, not just the one reciting Kiddush. And when we drink, we drink reclining to the left. One of the reasons that we recline to the left is because the Roman aristocrats leaned. This is our way of saying, look where you are and look where we are. You are gone, nowhere to be found, and we are still here. And this is testimony that God did not just only take us out of Egypt from slaves to free men, but we went from slaves to aristocracy, something very significant. The aristocrats leaned, we leaned to show our gratitude to Hashem. The, after drinking the first cup of wine, we have the second part of the Seder, which is Urchatz, which is we wash our hands, Serugin, right, left, right, left, right, left. The reason being that we conduct ourselves tonight as if we had a Beis HaMikdash. And when we had a Beis HaMikdash, we were very careful about the laws of purity and impurity. And since what's coming up after this is the karpas, we're going to take a vegetable other than lettuce and dip it in the salt water. Unless we wash our hands, our hands are considered shneos, impure. Our hands would give a sense of tuma, impurity to the water, and to render the uh, karpas impure. And tonight, we try to conduct ourselves as we did, and please God will, when we have the next Beis Hamikdash, especially careful about the laws of purity and impurity. Therefore, you should not use a fork when it comes to karpas. You're defeating the whole purpose of the washing. When you dip the karpas in the salt water, your fingers should be in the salt water holding the karpas, and that's why you've washed your hands beforehand. When you recite the bracha of Bore pre Adama on the karpas, you keep in mind that this bracha of Bore pre Adama should go as well 
for the maror that we're going to eat during the meal. And since there's a question as to whether or not we should make a bore priyadama on the maror, and we don't, we therefore keep in mind that this bore priyadama should go for the maror as well. And that's why we eat a small piece of karpas that one should not have to make a bracha achrona which would cause a separation between this bore priyadama and the maror later on. We do not wash our hands for the natilas yadayim with a bracha. We wash our hands, urchats, without a bracha for the karpas which is eaten, dipped in salt water. Then we come to the yachats, whereby we break the middle matzah. We have three matzahs tonight, instead of two, every Shabbos and Yom Tov, because we break the middle matzah. And we need two full matzos for Lechemishnah, as we have on every Shabbos and Yom Tov. We break the middle matzah for many different reasons, including, interestingly, the rabbis point out that there are two themes to the matzah. On the one hand, it's lechem oni. It's the theme of the bread of affliction. The Sopurno writes that the Egyptians gave us and fed us matzah throughout the years of our servitude. It was cheaper for them. It lasted longer. And so, on the one hand, it's the bread of only affliction. And on the other hand, it's the bread of freedom because we ate it on the way out. And as we will explain later on with the passage of Rabbi Gamliel Hoya Omer, when we explain why we eat the matzah, we talk about the matzah that our dough did not have a chance to rise and therefore we ate matzah on the way out of Egypt symbolizing our freedom. And therefore, the two themes, the matzah is broken, and the larger half goes for the afikomon, the larger half goes for the freedom that, please God, we will have in the future. Lechem Oni also is a poor man's bread. A poor man breaks his loaf in half before he eats one half, saves the other half for later. There's no eggs in the poor man's bread. And finally, as we recited the Kiddush over a cup of wine, the rabbis tell us, Lechem Oni, bread over which we recite much, meaning we tell the story of the Magid coming up in a moment over the matzah, which is why matzah is to be uncovered throughout the recitation of the Haggadah, all right? And therefore, there should be on each table matzah visible during the recitation. We come next to the Magid section. This is the first of two biblical positive mitzvos that are unique to the night of Pesach. This is the mitzvah of Sipur, Yitzias Mitzrayim, telling the story of the Exodus, and the other biblical mitzvah is that of eating matzah. Now, uh, we pour the second cup, 
we recite Holach Ma'anya in Aramaic, which is their vernacular in their day, today English or any other language that the family and friends around the table is familiar with, it's most important that the people understand what is being read and what is being said. All right? And therefore, the Haggadah need not be said in Hebrew. It's nice to read a paragraph in Hebrew and translate it, but if you don't have time, read it in any language that the people around understand. The uh, all year long, there's a mitzvah of Zechiras Yitzias Mitzrayim, simply to remember, and we do so by including every night and every morning in the third paragraph of the Shema, Ani Hashem Elokeichem, we acknowledge that it was God, Asher Mitzrayim, that is sufficient all year long, and tonight we have the mitzvah of Sipur, of telling the story. We do it with question and answer. We do it with the mitzvos by eating the mitzvos and explaining the mitzvos. We do it with uh, the concept of um, each one understanding and trying to visualize as if they personally left Egypt. If one is limited with time, or given that not every page of the Haggadah is created equally, know that the part that follows Dayenu, Rabbi Gamliel Hoyo Omer, whoever doesn't explain Pesach, Matzah, and Moror, does not satisfy their obligation, can be two things. One, their obligation of telling the story, so clearly this must be read and understood. And secondly, even though one might have eaten the matzah, but if it's not explained as to why, and even if they eat the mara, but it's not explained and understood why, then there's something lacking in their fulfillment of the mitzvah of eating the biblical matzah, mitzvah of matzah, and the rabbinic mitzvah of morar. Okay? Um, the, as I mentioned, the magid is done in conjunction with the matzah. There are certain points when you follow the Haggadah, we cover the matzah, we pick up the cup, as by Vehisha Amda. Finally, we conclude the Magid with the bracha of Asher Ge'olanu, literally, that God has redeemed us, and as we say, in accordance with Rabbi Akiva, so too, please God, will He redeem us speedily in the future, that we will be able to bring the various korbanos. After this, we drink the second cup of wine. Ashkenazim recite a Bore Priyagofen for each of the four cups of wine. Svardim recite a Bracha on number one, not on cups 
cup number two, on number three, and not on number four. Okay, we now go to Rachza. We finished the Maggid section, and now we wash our hands, preparing for the meal. And interestingly, the Maggid section ended with our recitation of the first two paragraphs of the Hallel. We're now going to eat the meal. Amazing. Why do we stop the Hallel, eat a meal, and continue the Hallel after the meal? And one answer is, my friends, to teach us that tonight the meal itself is like the Hallel. The meal itself is not simply a Su'udas Shabbos and Yom Tov, but it has that clear flavor of not actually eating the Korban, but it's a Su'udas Hodo'a. It's a Su'udo of thanksgiving to God that we are preparing for now when we wash our hands. We wash our hands with the bracha of Al-Nitilas Yadayim. We come back to the table and listen carefully now. We recite two brachos. The one leaning the Seder takes in his hand the two and a half matzahs that he has in front of him. And over the two and a half matzahs, he says the bracha of Hamotzi Lechem Min Ha'aretz. He then puts the bottom whole matzah down and with the top whole and the middle half together, he recites the bracha of Al-Achilas Matzah. Everybody should have a piece of matzah at least the size of a kezayis. The size of a kezayis is accepted generally as a third of a hand shmura matzah or a half of a machine shmura matzah. Preferably, and while it's late, you can probably still get it. In most communities, hand shmura matzah or machine shmura matzah, which means that from the time that the wheat was severed, cut from the field, from that time on, the meat, the wheat was guarded to make sure it came into no contact with water. And one should eat at least one kezayis, ideally if he can, two kezayisim of matzah leaning to the left. The shaloh kissed the matzah before he ate it. Do so quietly, don't call attention to yourself, but there's the excitement of doing a mitzvah once a year, and it's the only biblical mitzvah that we have today of eating. And lean to the left while you're eating the matzah. One should not talk while they're eating the matzah. Okay, and we go to the next step of the Seder, which is the Moror. Now, Moror today is rabbinic because we don't find a mitzvah of Moror independent of the Korban Pesach. 
when we have soon the third base Hamigdash, Murrah will be once again upgraded to a biblical mitzvah. Today it is rabbinic. It is preferable to use romaine lettuce. This is identified as that which was used in the days of the Mishnah, lettuce, and over the years when they did not have lettuce, the horseradish became popular. And so even though we have it today, many feel that they cannot break family tradition and use the lettuce. Really, consult with your local Rav and he'll tell you that the lettuce is more preferable or most preferable. If you'd like, after you eat the lettuce, have some horseradish for the taste of the bitterness. The moror is to be dipped in charoses, which reminds us of the bricks that the Jewish people had to make when they were in Egypt of the servitude. And once again, a reminder, make the charoses before Shabbos. We make the bracha al-achilas moror, and we eat the moror without reclining. After that comes korech, the sandwich, reminding us of what was and will be, as Hillel uh, did when we had a base migdosh, he had the sandwich, the matzah, on top of that, the meat of the Korban Pesach, which we don't have today. We have the moror on top of the meat of the Korban Pesach and the matzah on top of that, the Hillel sandwich. Today, it consists of but matzah and moror. Okay, after that, we have the shulchan orich, the meal, and as I mentioned, the meal is a Thanksgiving meal in between the first and part of the Hallel and the completion of the Hallel. As the rabbis tell us, four persons have to bring a korban toda, a Thanksgiving offering. There are four persons that we went through them all. We crossed the sea. We went into the desert. We were of like sick of all different sicknesses in Egypt, and we had very great isurim, very great kinds of dangerous situations in which we were extricated therefrom. Our eating of this meal is saying, thank you, Hashem, for all the miracles that you did for us in the past. After that, we have the afikoman, preferably eaten, before midnight this year, 12.55 p.m., as the Korban Pesach had to be eaten before 12.55. Preferably two kezayis. Why? Because, one, the Korban Pesach was eaten with matzah. And this is one explanation for the Afikoman. It reminds us of the Korban Pesach that we will have in the future. And finally, according to the Rashbam, Rashi's grandson, the main mitzvah of matzah 
comes at the end of the meal because of the fact that the matzah accompanied the Korban uh, Pesach. We can't wait till the end of the meal to make a bracha, but that's where the main mitzvah of matzah is. So therefore be careful to have it before the right time and to eat a large piece of matzah. We pour the third cup for the Birkas HaMazon, the recitation of the grace after meals. We finish the Birkas HaMazon and we drink the third cup reclining. We pour the Kos Shal Eliyahu, right? And we have the fourth cup is poured as well. And we finish the Hallel. We say Nishmas. We conclude the Bracha, two different customs. Try to coordinate at your Seder how you're going to conclude. And we drink the fourth cup of wine. Again, leaning to the left. After that comes the Al Hagefen. Finally, after this comes Nirza, that we ask Hashem to please accept our Pesach Seder as if it was the actual Korban Pesach that we brought. And finally, we conclude the night with the various songs, including Adirhu Yivne Beso Bekarov, asking Hashem to build the third base Hamigdash. And we go through Echad Miyodea, extolling the various aspects of our tradition. And we go through Hashem being the one directing history with Chadgadja. Finally, just as the rabbis tell us, and we say this in the Haggadah, that in each generation we are to feel as if we left Egypt, so too, says the Chassam Sofer tonight at the Pesach Seder, we are to feel, as we say in the beginning of the Magid section, that Mitchila, initially we were idolaters, and now, Achshav, Kervono Amokum Lavodaso, now, tonight, God took us to His service. We should look upon our performance of mitzvot as Jews, as if it's just starting. If something is just starting, it's exciting. And that's, please God, one of the many themes we should take away from the Pesach Seder, that it's not going to be tomorrow and the next day the way it was yesterday. I'm starting afresh. I'm starting anew with that very special relationship between Hashem and His people. I take this opportunity of wishing Nachum and his family and all our listeners enjoy, enjoy the Shabbos Yom Tov, enjoy the Seder, enjoy the mitzvos, enjoy the family being together and the passing on of our holy tradition from one generation to the next. Shabbat Shalom and good Yom Tov. To all. J.M. in the A.M., Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, Erev Pesach. Here we stand with uh, 19 minutes to go uh, with uh, J.M. in the A.M. before we get to our uh, Erev Pesach music mix. And I hope you'll stay with us all through the day with the Nachum Siegel Network as you prepare for the holiday. 
Uh, you'll next hear from us, of course, Monday morning. We are here every morning of Chol Hamoid. My thanks to Rabbi Yudin, of course, for his uh, amazing words as we uh, get set for Pesach. Well, it, it would be wrong and disrespectful to both Rabbi Goldwasser and Rabbi Yudin to refer to our next guest as the rabbi of uh, JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network, but I think it would be appropriate to refer to him as the motivational speaker of JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. And I speak, of course, about Charlie Harari, who's with us every single Thursday at 9 a.m. with an amazing show called Unlocking Greatness, which has made quite an impact for many years on so many listeners who love tuning in and hearing his words each and every week. And we get an opportunity on special occasions to speak with him as well. Charlie Harari, Chag Kasher Sameach, welcome back to JM and the AM. Chag Sameach, Nachum, it's an honor to be back with you. Thanks so much for the opportunity again. Are uh, you kidding? I'm so glad you're with us, and I, I love the fact that uh, really you, yours will be the final words that people hear on JM and the AM before we get to the big holiday tonight. You know, it, it seems whenever we check in with you before a major holiday, there's a specific theme that you're thinking of for that specific holiday in that specific year. Is there a certain theme or a thought that has been going through your mind as you're preparing for Pesach 5779? Absolutely. Absolutely. There is one thing that is in my head. Uh, I've seen this quoted time and time again by the Nesiva Shalom and many, many others about the goal of the Seder. You know, you know, the, you, know you get to the Seder, like everyone's got big, high option, a high aspiration. Do you ever get that sense, like everyone's pumped, and then something like usually goes wrong, like, you know, everyone shows up a little bit too late, right. and goes a little bit too long, right? and there's one person with, like, eight minutes of Torah, and, like, you know, you just multiply that by three, and it's like, holy cow, right? And then the kid that has, like, the 700 projects, right. and, right? Or how about, like, you know, the, the, this, the four-year-old that's been practicing Manishtana for, like, six months and has stage fright, and everyone's got to wait there, right? You ever get that experience? And, like, mom's like, we're waiting, we'll wait forever. Take your time, honey. Take your time, honey. Right? And meanwhile, it's like 1130. We're like, we're not even, like, you know, up there with these And I was like, you know what? I'll meet you at Dianu. I'll meet you at Dianu. I'll meet you at Dianu, right? So everyone comes with, like, these, everyone's rocking and rolling for the Seder, and sometimes, somehow it just goes, and everyone's like, you know what? It's almost Shulchan We're almost out of the weeds. There's only 700 pages left. And and the, 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 it's wonderful, and it's great, and that's how it's supposed to be. That's why the Chum designed it this way. But we have to, we can't forget the theme. We can't forget why we're in the room. We're in the room for one reason and one reason only. Because the only way this nation survives, the only way the Jewish people last, is if they nestle in their hearts that there is a God in this world and he knows their name. If you don't fully have in your heart the fact that there's a creator everywhere, everything going on in the world comes from Hashem. He runs the world and he knows you. You know, you're not just an accident. You're not just happen to be Jewish because your mom. No, no, no. He picked your soul to be part of his nation, and he wants you to be in it. If, you, if a Jew has that feeling and has that tradition, then a Jew can go, take on the world. And the way Hashem designed it was that there are moments where there are big macro moments where he changes the world. He can't do it every generation. It just God can't keep on proving miracles. We can't just have, you know, we can't, can't split the Atlantic Ocean every time we want to go to the beach. It just doesn't work that way. So what he does is there's one or two times in this world, a few times in the beginning where he'll make major miracles, and then he creates the ultimate chain of tradition. Because if you notice, this is the moment of Amuna. It doesn't go through the rabbis. It doesn't go through speakers. 
It goes through the family. Oh, very so good. Hashem is saying very the goal. Good. Hashem is saying that the goal of our nation is for your mom and dad, for your family, for your cousins to sit around the table and go, we'll die for each other. Right. We would die for each other. We'd give each other anything. What, what would I do for you? I'm telling you, I heard this from my grandfather. I'm telling you, we've had the same thing for the, since, since they left Egypt. There's a Hashem in this world. You know, he you're, loves you. You're, Charlie Harari's with us. We get to spend the Erev Yontif with him. Um, you remind me of, of something, and of course this always happens when, when you and I start speaking, uh, so many different things start to kick in. Uh, when my mother got sick decades ago, um, uh, it, 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 she was very far away geographically. She was very far away from her mother, from my grandmother. And it was time to tell my grandmother what, what had transpired and what her daughter was suffering from, etc. And she, they get on the phone, you know, thousands of miles away. They get on the phone, and, and she explains to her mother what's going on. And my grandmother says to her one thing. Remember, God has always been there for us. Oh, and oh it, my love that. I have chills. Is that unbelievable? And this is what she says, you know, and, and of course, you know, my, my grandmother left uh, left Germany and, uh, you know, with, with, with her husband and young kids, and, and God was always there for them. And she, had right. to, and she had to remind my mother at that moment, at the moment that we were all, you know, so depressed about everything. Remember, God's always been there for us. And it seems like you're telling us that tonight when we gather together with family, it's one of the messages that we as parents have to transmit to our children. And that is, God is always there for us. Absolutely. That's the message. And it goes even further. Because one of the things that Hashem tried to bring out in Mitzvah, one of the biggest mistakes we make is we think that the ten plagues were to get the Jews out of Egypt. Right? As if God needed ten plagues to get the Jews out of Egypt. As if, like, the man he created power, Hashem's like, can you pretty, pretty, pretty please? No. Okay, fine. Here's blood. Now? Um, no. Fine, frog. Like, Hashem's up in Shemayim, like... Maybe Paro will listen to me now? Oh, no, no, no. Hashem could have put Choshech first, shut the lights off. We could be having, like, Cafe Afux and the Mamila Mall before the lights go back on. Like, no, no, no. God doesn't need plagues. We're good. He's God. He can, he can do whatever he wants. The plagues were for us and for the world to know Hashem. And one of the most important aspects of the plagues was that he showed the world that he wasn't in just the Shemayim, but he knows the nuances of every single thing. He can tell the difference between this cattle and that cattle, between this eldest and this eldest. So one of the most important scenes that have to come out in a Seder is showing each other that Hashem is in the smallest details. So I, I, I did this video months ago about, thank you Hashem, where something happened, I couldn't make my flight, and Hashem sent me, like, through a guy, he sent me, like, some swag. But it's a small what they call an HP moment, Hashkacha Pratis. When, when we share small moments of Hashkacha Pratis, this could have happened, but it didn't. See how this all worked out? Look at this incredible, how could it be that this happened and that happened and this happened? When you share those moments, what it does is it takes Hashem from being the one who just split sees, and it moves him into the being the person who lives in each other's lives. And the more we share those small HP stories, those small Hashkacha practice stories around a Seder table. Mm. What's happening is you're taking a miracle like Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and you're boiling it down to a practical, relevant 2019 story. So the people in the room feel like, holy cow, Hashem's in the world. By the way, by the way, and, and this is an even better way to understand then, because... Exactly. Eh. That in every generation, in every generation, we we have to portray ourselves as having left Egypt. But you would say one step further. In every generation, we have to remind our children that God is always doing 
daily miracles for us. Absolutely. And I do this with my Seder, and I suggest it to everybody. Whoever is in the Seder, leader, not leader, as soon as you see the Seder going off the rails, as soon as you see people getting tired, like, like keep an eye on the ball. The minute you feel like just open with a story, go in prepared with two or three stories of Hashem in your life, a great story where he's in miracle, Google stories of Hashkacha Pratis, whether it's to you or somebody else. And as soon as you feel like, like you know, everyone's like going a little off, like the kids are nodding off and people are like looking, as soon as that happens, you throw Hashem in that Seder. And the minute you throw Hashem in that Seder, the minute there's a Jew that looks and goes, huh, wow, Hashem is in this world. You're basically spiritually attaching yourself to the chain that has been unbroken since we left Egypt. It's a chain of Jews telling Jews. It could be hard. It could be easy. Don't worry. We are picked by God to be his nation. He loves us. He's with us. Amazing. To get that across, you know you've done the Seder in a way that, that is, is continuing our Messiah. Amazing. Are, are your children prepared for the fact that your Seder will continue to go until this message comes across? <laughs> they're, they're ready. Like, I just give it to us early. Just give it to us. Give us a dose. <laughs> My kids are pumped. <laughs> you, you bring it out to the forefront very early in the Seder. <laughs> right. like, I don't want to be here all night. Just tell us Hashem loves us. Let's keep on rolling. <laughs> Charlie, I greatly appreciate you joining us. You're very inspiring. Oh, I hope you have a wonderful yunt. What city will you Thank be spend you. what city will you and your family be spending the Chag in? We are honored to be in Jacksonville, Florida, nice. as we speak right now. Very nice. Best Perfect. regards to everyone down there and uh, thank thanks you. for everything. Thanks for all that you do. Thank you, and thank you for all you do for us and for our audience and have a wonderful Khakashervasameh. Thank you, Nachum. Thanks for everything. Charlie Harari. Great message. And it always happens, by the way. He'll give a message and he'll trigger in me something that allows me to participate in the message, which is always great. Uh, that's why he's such an amazing member of this team, and I thank him. Anyway, great message, and uh, everyone sit down tonight and really, really make make wonderful use of the hours that the Seder takes. Uh, and let it be wonderful for you and the entire family. More coming up. It's JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Lois Avosenu, words from the Seder. We start the Seder, of course, tonight. Two starim outside of Israel. Two Seders outside of Israel. Wishing everybody a Chag Kasher V'Sameach. And, of course, tonight's Friday night, so a wonderful Shabbos as well. Time to say good Shabbos with Journeys at JM in the AM.
Achenu Yisrael and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Well, thank you everybody. Have a Chag Kasher Sameach, a wonderful holiday of Pesach to everybody around the world. Don't forget, Monday we are back. Monday, we are back starting at 6 a.m. with a Holomoid edition of JM and the AM. Coming up now, an entire day of amazing selections to get you ready for the holiday of Pesach. Get set. Keep it on NSN, the Nahum Single Network, all day long, all the way until candle lighting time. Have a fabulous Yom Tov, fantastic Shabbos, wonderful holiday of Pesach. We'll speak with you, Bezrat Hashem, on Monday. Tell the Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.